Stop wasting time searching for deals on the guns and gear you want. Let Gundelio do the work for you. Download Gundelio for free, enable notifications, and start saving. You'll find hot deals, exclusive offers, and more. Trigger the deals. Gundelio. All right, we're back. Tom Gresham, it's Gun Talk. If you want to know more about what we do, you can go to guntalk.com. You can go to Facebook, Twitter. I am at Gun Talk over on Twitter. And honestly, if you want to know more about gun rights and the stories of the week, things that are going on, probably my Twitter feed is as good as it gets because I kind of scour what's going on out there in terms of stories and I share them. I mean, it's not like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what people do with their Twitter feeds. Mine is basically a news aggregator service, if you will. So if you want to know what's going on, you want to be well informed, just follow me over on Twitter where I am at Gun Talk over there. I was talking about the introduction of new micro compact pistols. It is a a hot category right now. And I went out and shot some yesterday. One of the ones I shot that I really liked, what well, well, but it makes sense. I honestly I have liked uh, the Smith and Wesson M&P series for many many years. I have bought several of them for me for family members, taking them to gun site, taking them to shooting classes. And then when they had the shield that came out, that was terrific. And now we have something called the Shield Plus. So joining me to talk about that, explain what it is. Corey Boudreaux from Smith & Wesson right now. Corey, the Shield Plus, what is this and, and why? Uh, hey, Tom, it's good to be back. Uh, Shield Plus is the next uh, enhancement or the next generation of the Shield family. Um, with the Micro 9 market, as you said, being the hottest uh, thing going right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen the transition to, you know, wanting more capacity with that. So a bunch of us got together, we wrapped our heads around it, and instead of just making the shield um, a little bit thicker with a double-stack mag capacity, uh, right. we, we threw a whole bunch of other enhancements into the uh, Shield Plus, which uh, make it, to me, an amazing, amazing next evolution of the Shield line. It, yeah, that's a good point. This is not just a little bit more capacity in a shield. I mean, it, it, not that that wouldn't be enough and that would make it great, but you you did one of those deals of, and I always say the most expensive three words you can say are, might as well, you know, it's like, as long as we're in there, <laughs> exactly. right? <laughs> so, and uh, to your point last time when we were talking about, you know, I was saying 2021 is going to be an exciting year for Smith & Wesson with all the new stuff that we have coming out. This was the one that I was, I was chomping at the bit that I wanted to talk to you about, but uh, I had to keep my mouth uh, sealed on it. So, um, yeah, the first big thing that you're going to notice when I'm sure that you noticed when you shot it was that, that new flat face trigger. So yes. the, the geometry of that flat face trigger, like when your finger gets on it, it's a smooth, consistent trigger pull. The, the follow-up accuracy is there. During the recoil cycle, that quick tactile reset that you can actually audibly hear, like it is just a sweet enhancement on the original trigger. Not that I think that the, the hinged one was wrong, but for my finger and, and my shooting style, this flat face mm-hmm. trigger really is uh, is just an absolute treat. Well, and you um, know, and then, on a small gun like that, having a good trigger the payoff is even more than you would get on a full-size gun because you have that short sight radius and you don't want to disturb the sights uh, any more than you have to. And having a good trigger makes that all possible. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the other big, um, aside from the, the mag capacity, is that enhanced grip texture. Now, the Shield 2.0, which I was a big fan of, but when, uh, in the design phase, I really liked that aggressive texture that when you're shooting it, you know, blood, sweat, mud, whatever you get on your hands, like <laughs> managing that recoil and being able to, to actually shoot it, uh, you know, a small gun with kind of a stout recoil, that grip texture was really aggressive, but maybe just a little too aggressive. Um, like for me, appendix carrying it, that against my skin was just a little too much. Well, we call, uh, so I call, I I, you, know, you know what I call that? I call that the blood donor texture. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's great for mitigating recoil. However, it is. it's it is. just not the most comfortable to conceal carry. So I always hit mine with like sandpaper to make ah. the uh, skin side a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but this new new texture is like a, a perfect balance between that aggressive texture to mitigate recoil as well as that, like, more comfortable concealed carry texture, like, that I would have hit with the sandpaper. But you know what uh, you also then, did, we, we were noticing, Ryan and I were talking about it yesterday when we were shooting it, is you didn't just put panels on the sides. You got the, the grip texture wraps around, and seems seems like no matter where you grab it or how you grab it, you're making good contact with the grip texture. I mean, it was one of those, he mentioned it, and I went, yeah, I see what you're talking about. So, I mean, that actually came up in conversation yesterday. Yeah, exactly. And the other, with the, the frame being just that little bit wider, I found too, I'm not sure if you and, and Ryan felt, but like the, the palm of your hand actually had more real mm-hmm. estate on the grip and it was a lot easier to, to mitigate recoil. Um, I have the four inch performance center version with a, a red dot on it. Ooh. And uh, I was running that as fast as, um, my comp gun. I mean, it is just wow. an absolute pleasure to shoot. We're, we're working on getting you one. Uh, so you yeah, guys can play with yeah, that as well. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have the performance center. So uh, that kind of leads us to uh, this is going to come in at least, well, I was going to say two, but actually more versions of that. First of all, uh, you can get it with or without a manual thumb safety. And I'm just going to say right off the bat here, while the one we had does have a thumb safety, it's not big enough for me to be able to draw and sweep it off. Uh, and and so I don't particularly need that thumb safety. You already have safeties built into the trigger mechanism. So for me personally, I know there's some people say I got to have it. I would choose the one without the thumb safety. Man, that's how I run too. Uh, my just my thumb just doesn't catch it quite right, and it's just not. But for some people, the concealed carry, they absolutely insist on having the thumb safety. For right. so for those people, we we have the thumb safety model, and and that's. That's you absolutely. Also, you, and you've also choice. got a ten. You also got a ten round mag uh, version, right? Correct. So there's the ones for the compliant states where you know having anything more than ten rounds makes you evil. Uh, <laughs> so we have uh, the compliant versions, which are just the ten plus one. Each of the normal SKUs though comes with the thirteen plus one mag, and okay. then the ten plus one mag. So you get one of each, uh, hmm. which is sweet. And if you also noticed on the thirteen plus one mag. Uh, where in the past our shield mags had the little uh, grip extension and it would kind of slide up as you took the mag out. This one's locked in. The, the geometry on the bottom base plate is totally different. Yeah. And makes it so that thing does not move. It is very robust. So you're really, you're carrying 14 rounds of nine. And what's weird is you take that and put it against um, a, even a full-size M&P where you might be 17 plus one uh, and you're not giving up very much, but it's so much smaller and so much easier to carry. 
I don't know about you. I've gotten to the point where I'm thinking, why would I carry a full or even a, a compact size for most most of my concealed carry needs? Absolutely. And that's kind of what we're seeing with the micro nines, if you will. Uh, why have like a, a compact size gun where it's kind of, this is kind of pushing those out of the market, it seems. Yep. Um, and so, for example, my four-inch performance center one with the optic on it it's an extra inch long on the slide it gives me a little bit more sight radius but i've got that red dot on it and uh it, it's it's kind of like that mama bear like <laughs> papa bear little bear which is the best one but it seems yeah. like little bear's kind of grown up and is now the reigning champ of the house hey i, I want to do this uh, let me take a quick break here Corey. when i come back i want to talk about the performance center version and also kind of what's going on uh, at smith and wesson and the incredible success you guys have been having just released some financials and just amazing what's going on there as well as, I don't know, who knows, maybe we'll get Corey to spill the beans on some of the new stuff that's coming out. I'll try. He's been pretty good at resisting it, but we'll see what we can do. Our number here, 866-TALK-GUN. We'll talk about the new Shield Plus from Smith & Wesson and we'll talk about that uh, performance center version and the optics and all the rest of it in just a sec. This is Marty Hayes, president of the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. Do you have self-defense insurance or belong to an organization backed by an insurance company? If so, understand insurance companies do not have your best interests at heart. They work for themselves. We are different. Instead of insurance, we have our own legal defense fund of close to $3 million, money set aside for your defense. To learn more, go to armedcitizensnetwork.org. That's armedcitizensnetwork.org. People often talk about the good old days as a time when everything was better. And during those good old days, it was hunters who stepped forward, demanding change to ensure their legacy of conservation continued. In 1934, the first federal duck stamp provided much-needed funding for wetlands conservation during the Dust Bowl era. In 1937, the Pittman-Robertson Act placed a tax on firearms and ammunition allocated for wildlife conservation, supported by waterfowl hunters and sportsmen. Ducks Unlimited was founded the same year, ensuring a bright future for wetlands habitat across North America. And now, like then, Ducks Unlimited needs hunters and sportsmen to achieve its mission. The almost 15 million acres Ducks Unlimited has conserved are a direct result of the sporting community rising to meet waterfowl and wildlife habitat preservation challenges head-on. Learn how you can help Ducks Unlimited today at ducks.org. Kimber doesn't do status quo. Their repeat Black Ice 1911 is the latest proof. Its looks alone have made it one of the hottest handguns on the market. Here's what else it brings to the table. A DLC-coated barrel, slide lightning cuts, two-tone silver and gray Kim Pro 2 finish, black G10 grips, high-vis day-night sights. It's absolutely loaded. Get the rest of the story about the repeat black ice at KimberAmerica.com. We're buying a lot of guns. We have 8 million, they tell us, 8 million new gun owners last year. People are buying guns like crazy. Well, AOB, parent company of Smith & Wesson, got put out its financials. 
<laughs> third quarter sales went up 91% over the previous year. 91%. Incredible. Well, part of that is we're buying a lot of guns, but part of it is they got really cool guns. We're talking uh, with Corey Boudreaux right now from Smith & West about a brand new gun just uh, announced this week. We had a chance to play with it a little bit. I shot it yesterday. And, and Corey, the, the Shield Plus is the plus is for more ammo, but you did some other things to it. And now you also have the uh, the one from the Performance Center. You might talk about what you get with that. Sure. There's a, a bunch of different versions of the Performance Center and kind of like how um, mission dictates loadout um, or how you choose to carry or shoot kind of dictates what you're going to purchase here. So um, there's the 3.1-inch um, ported version, uh, so it's the same length as the standard one that you have, except it has the high-vis sights. Uh, it's ported, so it has a little bit less of the barrel uh, flip or snap, or so you right. less felt recoil. Mm-hmm. And then we have the, the bigger boys, the 4-inch uh, barrel versions, um, ported and non-ported, uh, both either optics-ready or not optics-ready, so kind of choosing your load out there. If you get the optics-ready one, it comes with the Crimson Trace uh, Red Dot, the CTS-1500. Now, like anything gun-related right now, most stores are out, so it's kind of cool to be able to get right in the box with the Red Dot ready to go. Like It comes with a plate, so if you don't want to run the Red Dot, uh you can change and switch back and forth. It's not not just optics-ready. It's got an optic. It comes with it, then, if you get that one. Correct. Yep, it's in the box in the large box that, that comes with it. So huh. if you want to run a red dot, you can, or, I mean, having the option is kind of cool. I, I, I'm a big sure. fan of that. Sure. Uh, have you, you know, with your shooting, your competition shooting, have you gone to red dots? Uh, so I've started to, but I still find that I'm faster with irons because I just haven't put enough training in behind a red dot. I could see how, how faster I could be. Right. I just naturally, just haven't had the time, I guess, or ammo or to... Right. I got three daughters that kind of take up my time, but the Red Dot <laughs> seems to be the, uh, yeah. the evolution of where every, everyone's going to Red Dots. Right. Um, my dad, who's, you know, a little bit older, uh, doesn't have the greatest eyesight, but, man, you put him up with a Red Dot, and it just makes it so much simpler. It's a simpler aiming solution. It's just back in the day where they weren't as reliable, I could see why maybe you wouldn't have it on a concealed carry pistol, but Red Dots have jumped so far from where they started. Right. And, and you make the point that the transition, if you, like all of us, started on iron sights, uh, learning that it's a new skill and it's not automatic and it's not easy. And, and actually, it slows you down at first. You have to get through that period to where you get as fast and then you get faster and more accurate. Right. So there's that. So what's the availability of the M&P Shield Plus? I mean, when are we going to see this in stores? So it's already uh, shipping now. It started shipping to distribution uh, the week before we released the uh, the virtual event that we hosted uh, where we unveiled the Shield Plus. Uh, so they should be in stores now, um, but like everything, everything's hard to get firearms related at this point. But we're pumping sure. them out as fast as we can. And I heard you're going to have this out, uh, the Shield Plus, in a 10 millimeter as well. Man, everyone's hot to that 10 millimeter. 
You knew I had to do it. Come on. I know. It's literally like the third comment every single time someone drops a new gun. Oh, when's that coming out in 10 millimeters? Yeah, never. How about that? And you want to tell point taken. Have, have, point have taken. You, have you ever actually measured the length of the cartridge of a 9 and a 10? Do you think we could possibly get a 10 in this thing? Try again. No. Yeah, well, just, I mean, that's, a, that's yeah. a challenge that you could throw at us there, Tom. I, I mean, i got some pretty smart engineers that work with us. I just well, think it, it would be a snappy hot round of a little micro-compact. Yeah, it's kind of like, it'd be one of those that you go, okay, I've got it, but I don't really like to shoot it. But kind of like our uh, air weights. Oh, tell me about the uh, Look, love the concept, love the technology. Scandium... Magnum revolvers, worst thing in the world to pull the trigger on. Oh, absolutely! It's oh. just even with thirty-eight, I'm just like, no, that's not that's not something I want to do again. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you know, go. Uh, yeah, I know that it'll hold. And no, I don't want to shoot all those. Um, but but if you're running to the grocery store real quick, or got to go get gas late at night, like it's a perfect thing to drop into your right. pocket because it's or, just. Yeah, very it's available. That's just nothing. Or if you want to walk around in bear country, you know, you can carry the, the Scandium, and, and they're great. It's amazing technology. Which brings me to the question, are people still buying revolvers? It's funny that you say that. It seems to me that, well, it seems to us, that revolvers seem to be doing this this comeback, if you will. It seems to be this, whether it's the ammunition shortage or the new shooters or the the, the re-breathing of life into the firearm sports, but revolvers seem to be doing a, quite a good comeback. Um, there's a lot of new shooters that are interested in wheel guns, which I never would have guessed. It's funny you say that, because I've seen the same thing, and I've, I've honestly I've been kind of scratching my head. It's kind of like I'm thinking, well, I can see where older experienced shooters would say, yeah, I like the nostalgia of a revolver and all. But you got people coming in new and going, no, I, I really like the whole revolver thing. And so, I mean, you guys are left with, you know, I don't know how you allocate. I don't know how you decide what you're going to make because you can't make all of them. You can't meet all this demand. We, yeah, we're running, like I, I was saying before, I've, I've never seen us running at this this capacity or, or rate before. It's just absolutely insane. Um, but you're right. We can't make enough fast enough. And the, the new demand for revolvers has kind of got a lot of us all scratching our heads just because it is such a, I mean, maybe it's the newer buyers that, you know, have jumped into the firearm world or mm-hmm. kind of not just getting one and done. Maybe they're expanding their horizons. But it is it is very interesting to see all of a sudden this, this surge in revolvers as well. Oh, speaking of uh, new shooters coming in, uh, Smith has done a really smart thing. You've got a whole video series called Gun Smarts. And for people, if they're like brand new to shooting, uh, they can go look at that introduction to firearms, Julie Golub doing Golub doing stuff. You know, concealed carry revolvers. You got Jerry Mitzik. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you know, is there a better guy in the world than that? Absolute uh, legend. You know, concealed carry positions, how to carry, target transitions, how to shoot uh, ARs, modern sporting rifles. It just goes on and on. Uh, really smart and very much appreciated from those of us out here that you guys would be setting up to say, look, if you're new to guns, if you just bought your first gun, and there's a whole lot of you did, let us help you out. You can click on what your experience level is, new owner, beginner, intermediate, advanced, all of that. It's just, you know, I just want to appreciate appreciate that to you and tell you that we do appreciate it and want to direct people to that. It's on the Smith & Wesson website, smith-wesson.com. You can go find it there. 
Yeah, so what that's else? our GunSmart series. And we just, again, like you were saying, if you buy our gun, if you don't buy our gun, we just want the Second Amendment community, the, the shooting sports, to be safe. We want people to feel included, inclusive, whether you know, you're a little intimidating going to the, the gun range for the first time. There's all sorts of uh, kind of nervousness that surrounds us. So we just want to ease that. We want to welcome new shooters to our sport. We want to welcome uh, everyone and, and just get co- people comfortable and shooting more uh, so what, as long as Tom so will give us more ammo. What else are you guys working on? Oh, I see. This is where you were trying to get more out, right? Yeah, this, uh, is, this is that part, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, like I said earlier, 2021 is going to either kill me or just be an absolutely phenomenal year because uh, the Shield Plus was the first new product that I got to be a part of the launch uh, in the marketing side. Right. And uh, it was it was quite a feat. Um, our whole team's just getting everything ready, all the moving parts, but they did a fantastic job. Come on, Corey. You're, product you're, out. You're, you're, come on, Corey. You can spill the beans. Tell us all the stuff that's new that's coming. <laughs> It's that new fully semi-automatic. Uh, uh, that's it. I, I got nothing. <laughs> the, the, the fully the fully semi-automatic revolver. Yes. <laughs> the fully semi-automatic revolver in forty millimeter. Uh, yes, yeah, right, right. <laughs> forty by forty-four or something. I don't know. It's. I, I know you guys are. Like. Yeah, that's right. I know you guys. Forty millimeter. I like that. It's like it's only a two or three inch <laughs> diameter bullet. So there you go. Hey, look, I appreciate spending time and let us we have a little fun with this. But seriously, the, the Shield Plus is a really impressive gun. I just want to direct people, smith-wesson.com, go take a look at it. It's pretty cool, man, what you guys are doing. We, uh, we're we absolutely thrilled with it. As a matter of fact, my wife is letting me get one. Uh, so I'm, I'm very excited to get another one here into my own hands. <laughs> very nice. Well, I can't wait to go out and shoot a little more. We've still got a little bit of 9 millimeter. We're going to shoot the... The last rounds on earth. We're going to be the ones to shoot those. Corey, thank you so much. You got it, buddy. All right. You take care. Uh, fun stuff, man. They're, they're producing some really good things over there. It is. I keep telling you, man, this is this is the golden age of gun making. For gun buyers, stuff that's out there. It's so cool. Um, have you gone to the Micro 9 for your carry gun? 866-TALK-GUN. having a conversation during the break. Uh, seems like the revolvers are a little bit harder to get right now, and I'm, I should have asked, but I guess, is that it takes a little longer to make a revolver than it does a semi-auto, I think, because of the parts and the fitting and stuff. It just takes a little bit longer, and if you're a gun company trying to get more units out the door, you may be focus now over the past year at least on just cranking out autos trying to get units out there i mean if you're a gun store you sure you'd like to get everything but you just need numbers you need guns you need stuff to sell i've been in just completed a 3100 mile drive stopping at gun stores along the way whenever we could it's like oh gun store pull in um and some of them were just really lamenting that they can't get anything to sell. Really crazy. I also made a point to go by uh, in San Antonio, go see Johnny Dury, Dury's Guns. And they have guns, but they're hurting like everybody else, and they need guns. And one of the things they're doing is they're paying top dollar for used guns. 
And you know, I mean, if you have been listening for any length of time, you know that I mean, if ever there's a company I trust and believe in, it's Drew's Guns. Family operated, family owned. I mean, honestly, just basically people I trust. Um, I've sold them a number of guns over the years. When my dad uh, passed away, I sold them a lot of his guns. He makes it easy. Um, he'll send you boxes. He'll give you fair prices. And also it means that they have used guns to sell. And what's very cool is their used guns they sell come with a lifetime warranty. That's pretty amazing. So durysguns.com. Nice people. If you're ever in San Antonio, you owe it to yourself to go stop by. Their new, now it's probably been two years or more, new store is really nice. Very pretty. And kind of toward the back there by Johnny's office, they've got a rack of fine guns. And you're going, holy cow, I've never seen a gun with a $99,000 price on it that you can just pick up. Holy cow, it's amazing stuff. Uh, Charles is in uh, Tulsa on 5. Hey, Charles, you got a range report for us. What you got? Uh, yes, sir. It's just one to pass on. I uh, did a three-day, it's called Street Survival Tactics class here in Tulsa. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I was with the uh, Defensive Shooting Academy here in Tulsa. And uh, I was real impressed with it. And so I wanted to just come on and uh, talk a little bit about it. I, I actually learned a, a lot uh, through there. And what was real interesting is the professionalism of the instructors, um, what I liked is they didn't make it about themselves. Uh, hmm. I've some training that the instructors kind of a little bit more about themselves than the, than the, right. the students. But uh, it was a great class. Uh, the student-to-instructor uh, ratio was great. Uh, depending on what we were doing, it was anywhere from three to, uh, students to one instructor or four to one. Oh, that's good. Uh, it was. It, we learned everything from... Uh, Trauma, first aid, stop the bleed, both gunshot and knife wounds, uh, situational awareness. It also had a, um, a fighting and grappling portion of it, both hmm. standing and on the ground in case you're knocked down. Right. Proper weapons retention. It was uh, it was really um, it was fairly intense, uh, but I had a great time at it. Uh, we also did shooting, both pistol and carbine, both day and night. Part of that mm-hmm. was uh, like shooting and moving. So uh, I try and take at least one uh, class a year. That's about all I can afford. <laughs> but uh, this was, I was real impressed with it. And uh, the police officers that were in the course, what was nice for them, they actually got 25 hours of cleat certification out. Oh, okay. It sounds like it was a pretty physically demanding course. Uh, it was. It, it was. They told that in the, it says, uh, you know, it will be stress. Uh, it will be uh, physical. Uh, so it's not for someone that's not at least has some physical training, you know, weight training, okay. uh, running, and, things uh, like and, that. And frankly, not for uh, for older folks who may not have the flexibility to get up and down on the ground and all that kind of stuff. Right. We did learn how, once you get falling, how to properly fall, how to protect uh, your weapon, how to get back up both with the weapon drawn, uh, shooting from various positions while on the ground, while moving up. Uh, it was, uh, like I said, I was real impressed uh, with it. Uh, and what was nice is the instructors even told us, they said, listen, this is not the end-all of classes. They said, you know, you definitely need to keep training 
you know, mm-hmm. once, two times a year. Uh, and they said search out other instructors because some people learn different from different instructors. That so sounds was, like a great class. I mean, I, I am I am envious. That just sounds terrific to me. I, I would love doing something like that. It, it was more like a, it, to me, it seemed more like a street fighting class because they said this is not about grappling, like wrestling or uh, in a dojo or something like this. It's because right. If you're involved in something, uh, they're not going to serve. They're not going to be a fair fight. And so you have to learn. Uh, Right. Plan ahead and train. If they said in your mind, you should always be thinking about things that you need to be doing when you're out and about. Uh, you know, stay on the yellow uh, mindset. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's that old deal of it's. This is not going to be a fight for very long. It's going to be over in thirty seconds. If, yes. if for no other reason than hardly anyone who doesn't train all the time can physically fight for more than thirty seconds without running out of gas. Exactly. And they pushed us past the 30-second mark. <laughs> yeah, and, and you go, okay, I got nothing left. Just, just, there you go. Thank you so much, Charles. That's a really good range report and uh, sounds like a terrific place. What's the name of the uh, the place again? It was the Defensive Shooting Academy in Tulsa. Okay, good deal. I always like to give a good shout-out you know, to people who are doing a good job. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Tell you what, quick break. Greg, don't go anywhere. Paul, going to get to you in Oklahoma. And we do have room for others if you'd like to join us. 866-TALK-GUN. We'll be right back. ATN offers Smart HD, Ultra HD, Thermal and Night Vision Rifle Scopes, Binoculars, Monoculars, Range Finders, and more for hunters, outdoor enthusiasts, military, and law enforcement. With features like Bluetooth Wi-Fi, Extended Battery Life, Ultra HD Sensor Resolution, and Full HD Video Recording. Cutting-edge technology meets quality parts in every ATN product. The future of optics is already here. Find your next optic at ATNCorp.com. Mental Health and Guns. At Walk the Talk America, we're working with both the mental health community and the gun industry. Created by a gun industry veteran, Walk the Talk America seeks to raise awareness and create change through suicide prevention and firearm safety without legislation. We strive to eliminate the prejudice that firearms and mental health face. For more information and to support Walk the Talk America, please visit walkthetalkamerica.org. Visit guntalk.com slash win to enter to win one of 26 prizes in Guntalk's Pot of Prizes giveaway. Up for grabs are cases of Streak Ammo from Ammo Inc., $200 gift certificates to galcogunleather.com, Mantis Laser Training Academy kits, Alpha Competition handgun triggers from Timney Triggers, $250 gift certificates for safariland.com, or the new Walther PDP Compact. Enter now through April 2nd at guntalk.com slash win. Visit Brownells.com for the best parts, tools, and accessories to get your build on. Building an AR? Brownells has the best uppers, lowers, barrels, handguards, and parts. What about a custom pistol build? Brownells has both 80% and complete handgun frames, slides, and barrels to make your handgun what you want. Brownells also has articles and videos to help you build and customize your firearms. Go to Brownells.com and start your gun build today. Easy 
of you to join us, 866-TALK-GUN. We're just shooting the breeze. We're talking about guns and shooting and things that we've been doing and carrying guns. Do you carry a gun? How do you decide when to carry or where to carry? Curious on that. Greg is in Texarkana, Texas, on 4. Hey, Greg, I appreciate your patience. What are you carrying? Uh, now I'm carrying a, uh, a SIG 365XL with mm. the, uh, the red dot. Uh, oh, you went with the red dot. Yeah. Yes, sir. And, you know, it's the first red dot I ever had. Uh, I'm an old guy. Uh, Uncle Sam gave me a 1911 when I was 18, and uh, I decided that that's what I was going to carry for the rest of my life. I carried one up until about seven or eight years ago, I guess, and I got a uh, an H&K VP9, and I loved it. And oh, nice. uh, then my daughter wanted a concealed carry gun, a little smaller than mine, Mm-hmm. And uh, so I talked her into the uh, SK, uh, and I liked it so much, I got one of those. And she'd mm-hmm. asked me, she said, you know, what's, what's, Dad, what's the best gun when she decided to get her concealed carry? And I laughed. I said, no gun does everything, sweetheart. None of them are, have the capacity you want or the uh, concealability you want or the dependability or the accuracy. I said, they just don't make one that's everything. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> They, uh, some of these micro guns have some of the best, uh, you know, they have good capacity. They're very, very concealable, uh, dependable. Uh, I couldn't be happier with some of the new guns that have come out. It's, it's, it's funny you mentioned. I got a good buddy in Texas. Um, he's been like 1911 guy forever. I mean, he's got Ed Browns. He's got, you know, Wilson Combats. He's got, you know, all the good stuff. And he's, he has carried a 1911 forever. And when the 365 came out, he called me. He said, What do you think? And I said, this is going to be real simple, Bill. Go buy one, and you tell me what you think. <laughs> so he, he went and bought one, right? So I call him like four months later. I'm talking to him. I said, well, so so what do you think? He says, well, I own four of them now. <laughs> right. Uh, same, I, I, own, I own three. Um, my wife has my uh, first one I got was a 365. She has it. And uh, she bought me one. Uh, 365 XL is what I wanted. And mm-hmm. before she could get it home to me, I'd already found one and bought it myself. <laughs> and uh, so I have two of them, and my uh, my daughter carries the XL now too. Did you have any trouble, or, or rather, how much trouble was it to adjust to the red dot sight? So I, it's the first one I've ever had. I didn't think I would like it. Uh, my wife also got that for me, so um, I did, I was prepared not to like it. And uh, I'll be honest with you, it, it I just the more I shoot it, the more I like it. Um, and I've always shot a little to the left. I always thought it was just me, you know, mm-hmm. pulling a little to the left as I squeeze the trigger. Right. But uh, I can, I can, I find where I can correct myself with that red dot. As it starts to move, I just keep it where I want it, and I keep squeezing the trigger, and it goes uh, bang, and it go, it hits pretty close to where I was aiming. So I'm well, really happy can, with it. And you can keep your focus on the target and just keep the red dot on it, so you're not having to, you know, as we get older, trying to see rear sight, front sight, and target in focus. You're just not. Physically impossible. I can't do it. Right. That's very yeah, cool. So these you know, guns are great. They they <laughs> really are great. It's like okay, I've got more ammo in it than I had my 1911. It's considerably smaller. It's considerably lighter. And oh yeah, it shoots just as accurately. And the triggers are almost. I'm, I'm, it'd be sacrilege to say it's as good as a 1911, but they're just pretty darn close. Yes, sir. Yes, I, I'm. I'm. 
It's the happiest I've been with a, a concealed gun that I've had. I've, I've switched around a few times, and uh, I have to say that I'm very happy and confident uh, with it. Well, that is and, uh, terrific. I, I mean, I, I appreciate it. I mean, that's kind of where I am. I've, I've been carrying those for a couple of years now. And I appreciate the call, sir. Now, we've, this category has grown this week with the new uh, Ruger Max 9 and the Smith & Wesson Shield Plus. I want to get Paul in here on three real quickly. I know we don't have a lot of time. Uh, Paul, what's on your mind, sir? Question. Has anybody heard what type of a weapon that the guy, the shooter in Atlanta used? Your call screener said, must not have been an AR. Boy, that would have been all over the news. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Michelle's right. It, it was a handgun, but I don't know which model. I have not seen that, but I know he went in and bought a handgun, I think, the same day that he went out and, and murdered all those people. So that's been one of the things they're saying. Well, if it had a waiting period, okay, well, so they'd have, been, they'd have gotten shot three days later. I mean, there's no logic to that at all. But it's an interesting point, isn't it? If it had been an AR, there would be an awful lot of hubbub about it. But they not talk about the gun at all because it's a regular old handgun, which, by the way, is what's used in the majority of the murders with guns because the number of people murdered with rifles is pretty darn small. Actually, a lower number than people who are murdered with fists and feet. But it's a great question. That's At least that's what I have heard. I don't have the details on what model it was, and I'll... I'm sure I can get that this next week and get that out. Uh, but, you know, as you and I both know, Paul, it doesn't really matter, does it? It doesn't matter. Anyway, thank you for what you're doing. I try to listen every week. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I sure appreciate that. Yeah. I don't really care what he used, honestly. He was a murderer. Um, I mean, the, the terrorist in Nice, France, used a truck to kill 80 people. Just running over them, high speed, going 60 miles an hour through a pedestrian area, run over people, killing them. Nobody called for anybody to ban trucks, did they? There's a weird cultish clinging to the gun ban philosophy that seems to defy efforts to inject logic into it. Of course, they say, well, it's only logical. Fewer guns means fewer gun crimes. Well, no, actually not, because if, if only you know, 0.0001% of the guns out there are being used in crime, you could cut the number of guns out there by half. It wouldn't touch it. You could cut the number of guns in existence by 90%. It still wouldn't touch the criminal use of guns because the criminals will be the last people to give up their guns. So you'd have to take away... All of them. So a slight reduction doesn't give you any reduction in crime. Just They seem to be impervious to the logic of that. Not only the logic, but the track record. We know what happens when you pass gun control laws. Crime does not go down. We've tried every form of gun control law possible in the U.S., including confiscation. At no point has a gun control law ever reduced crime. Just the facts. Just throw them out there. I know that sometimes people get depressed and discouraged because they see the Biden administration in there and they're pushing for gun control and they pass two gun control laws out of the House, send them to the Senate. But at the same time, we're making headway. We're having some success in state houses. I just see in uh, Rhode Island, they had uh, 21 gun bills. They thought we were going to blow right through. They had 10 hours of testimony, 
Hundreds of people wanted to talk about it. In a number of states, they're passing what they're calling sanctuary, gun sanctuary bills or laws. I don't know that they're going to have any effect in law, but they are kind of a rallying cry for the gun folks saying, we're not going to enforce your federal gun control laws here. I don't know that those will have any effect, but I also don't think they do any harm. A lot of things going on out there. A lot of things. Uh, let's see. Steve is on line four out of Colorado. Uh, you're a gun store dealer. Is that the deal, Steve? Yeah, I, I am. And I just, uh, you know, nobody's telling me how much ammo I can sell to somebody. <laughs> well, we had somebody you know, call earlier. He, he said the, the earlier. Yeah. Let me just let me let me explain. Uh, we had a guy call earlier. Who said the government is controlling how much ammo goes out there. And I said, well, no, they're not. So, so who's telling you how much ammo you can sell? Uh, well, nobody. Or I missed the memo. I had a guy buy thirty three hundred dollars worth yesterday. So, well, I'm imp- I'm impressed you had that much ammo to sell. What was it? Uh. Everything from nine millimeter forty five ACP. I, I actually broke out some of my private stash to serve my customers. Wow, wow, that's really something else. So how how's it going as far as you being able to find ammo uh, from your suppliers? Well, it's very difficult. Same thing with any firearm, you know. Especially, I'm pretty small, and uh, some of my suppliers won't even talk to me unless I have a three or five thousand dollar order right now. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, that's, so, that's, that's kind of where it is, and it's frustrating, and as a store owner, it's kind of hard to do business if you can't get inventory. Oh, it is, and there's a guy within uh, 20 miles of me here, he's selling five, five, six right now for a buck fifty a round. Oh, my heavens. You know, and there are people are buying it, and, uh, you know, I'm selling it here for 70 cents. Yeah, so, and of course, seventy cents sounds ridiculous, except that it sounds pretty good compared to a buck and a half. So there you go, right? Exactly. It's it's all relative. So. Yeah, it it is. It's pretty crazy town these days. So, well, I appreciate the call, and yeah, nobody's telling you not to sell ammo or how much you can sell. Thank you, sir. Uh, the idea that the government is somehow controlling the supply of ammunition—it's—I have heard that for forty years. Same story, same conspiracy theory, same lines for 40 years. Wasn't true then, not true now. Not happening. There's no mechanism for that. I mean, when I say, how are they doing that? Then the whole argument falls apart. They go, oh, well, well, but they would like to. I'll give you that. They would like to, but they're not doing it. It's kind of like the whole deal of where they're going to, they're going to make primers that go out of date in two years, it won't work anymore. No, can't do that. Oh, 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 speaking of primers, real quick, I have almost no, no time left. Uh, I picked up rumors this week of three, count them, three different companies that are either are or are going to build primer factories, new primer factories. That would be huge. Uh, these are ammo companies. And of course, they want to be able to make sure they have a supply of primers for making ammo, but that means more primers for everybody, and that could help alleviate some of the backlog and the problems. Now, I don't know how long it's going to take them to get those things online, but as I get confirmable information that I can share, I will pass it along. By the way, don't forget to join us right now. Call me at 866-TALK-GUN. We can get you into the after show, which is tons of fun. 
Check out the After Show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you miss a show, you can pick us up that way as well. In the meantime, go do some shooting. Take somebody out introduce them to this fabulous lifetime sport. Check your six. Carry always. We'll see you next week.